0: Good evening and welcome to the Dr. Zeus Film Podcast Documentary December Music Documentaries. I promised you we're going to do it. So, to start us off, I figured let's dive in, let's dive in to the Stooges and Iggy Pop. Yes, Iggy motherfucking Pop. Iggy Pop, we know, you know, lust for life. Real or the wild one, I love that song, and then there's the stuff he did with the Stooges down on the street 1969. Uh, I want to be your dog. I think I want to be your dog is probably the Stooges. I mean, it's crazy, it's crazy. And when I had heard this documentary was going to come out, I thought, okay, and Unfortunately some of my friends oh, I don't want to see a documentary So I took my happy ass 24 miles out of home On a Saturday morning During a foggy day And drove and went and saw it I had bought the ticket You know it's, it's amazing now You can just buy them on your smartphone That's what I did I went to this really... It had an effect on me, and here's why. It wasn't so much the documentary itself. I got to go to this legendary theater in Modesto, California. It's called the State Theater. It's been there since the 1930s. In fact, recently they added on to it. But during COVID, what's been happening is they've been doing um, pickup, curbside for popcorn, and then they've had, I think, a drive-in showings of the Goonies and it's it's an amazing theater and I hope to go back one day but seeing Gimme Danger there was, I, I, couldn't, I couldn't get over the history of the theater but also important. I couldn't get over the Stooges here's a little taste Every
1: show, and we were opening for the Mothers of Invention and that was the best group in my estimation that we'd ever opened for so near the end of our set, I was not sure we'd really reached across. And there were a couple of girls, big ones. They moved up right in front of the stage and they just were laying there on their backs making themselves very comfortable, relaxing. And I got to the edge of the stage and I did what I'd seen little kids do sometimes when they want attention from their parents. I thought, I'm just gonna fall forward they'll catch me and uh, they moved <laughs> and I, my, uh, my front teeth which I've since had repaired went straight through one of my lips sometimes it was eventful sometimes it was listen I, 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 I was a guy very young in a rock band and having beautiful summers in the Midwest so some, sometimes I'd just go down there and you know see some chick and go hey what's your number
0: <laughs> yeah I love Iggy Pop as a storyteller And, you know, the story of Iggy Pop and the Stooges It's a working class story, let me tell you A lot of, a lot of shit went down um, It's kind of sad It's kind of sad um, And I say that because It wasn't until 2010 40-something years later the Stooges are inducted in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, but it's bittersweet because their guitarist Ron Ashton, had died the year before. And Iggy said Ron is probably so pissed right now that he didn't get to see this. And he's probably flicking ash uh, from from heaven right now. And I thought that that's that's tough. That's tough, and that's that's the fuckery of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame is they don't give it to them when they're alive you know so uh, and we don't we can't play the music on here Iggy don't don't come for me now um yeah I just started jumping up and down here we go like kind of the way chimps
1: or baboons do before they're gonna fight like that and as soon as I started doing that up went the asters. Oh, no.
0: And we're going to cut that, because I don't want to get in trouble. Copyright. Um, Jim, hold on. Always technical difficulties. Why am I talking about Gimme Danger? Iggy Pop and the Stooges. Because this, this is a band that didn't get a lot of love, but... Think of all the people they influenced, okay? You'd be surprised. Green Day. Green Day were heavily influenced by the Stooges. Lou Reed. Lou Reed, you know, they all worked together at one point. David Bowie. David Bowie later produced an Iggy Pop and the Stooges album. And then went on to produce... Iggy Pop solo albums, The Idiot being one of them. <laughs> that's, a, that's a title for an album right there.
1: Jim Jarmusch.
0: Jim Jarmusch um, directed it, put it together, you know. Um, my goodness. Midnight screenings, yeah? I didn't see it at midnight, though. Mm. So the film basically follows their, it's their rise and fall formed in Ann Arbor, Michigan in 1967 by singer Iggy Pop of the Iguanas, bassist David or er, Dave Alexander, and brothers Ron Ashton, Aston and Scott Ashton on guitar and drums respectively. Guitarist James Williamson eventually joined the band with Ron Ashton switching to bass after Alexander was fired. He later died of a heroin overdose. The band found little success during the first phase of their career, recording three albums that did not sell as well as their record companies expected while it was Garage Rock and performing for audiences that were largely indifferent or hostile. They broke up in 1974 and the band members went their separate ways with vocalist Pop establishing a moderately successful solo career. That's bullshit because it is a successful solo career if you think of what Iggy Pop does. In time, the Stooges proved highly influential in the development of punk rock in the 1970s. The Stooges' original lineup reformed in 2003, with bassist Mike Watt replacing the late Al. Alexander Ron Ashton died in 2009, and Williamson rejoined the band for their fifth and final album. Huh. there's a lot going on. Give me danger. I mean, hello, the title alone—it's—it's it's from a—it's from a Stooges song. You know, we won't sing it, but hey, <laughs> I am—I love punk rock. I really do. But even Iggy has said, I don't want to be the punk. I don't want, I just want to be. I don't want to be the glam. You know, that's someone right there who knows who he is. He knows his fucking shit. He knows what his salts are worth, okay? It's punk rock. Well, punk rock influence. And let me see if I can find it. Here we go.
1: In 40 minutes, the drummer would never look up and uh, the other two might move a foot or two. We never knew what would happen, and so in the old days, you know, we just literally, I mean, it could be, we'd be out there, you you know, and there's no vocal. You know, the guy's out in the crowd is down on the floor somewhere. You know, there's no vocal. So we're still going, you know, so until he starts singing, we don't do anything. And um, and then, you know, eventually he'll climb back up and start singing. And that's, you know, it's all about, you know, working together to, to make a show. You know, the way he works a gig, it reminds you that life big time is in the moment. Maybe most of it. But the moment is really intense about... What's going down? He goes. You know, I feel like a short order cook. I got to get everybody's order. Goes, you want fries? You want shake? You know, he's going out and in his mind. He says he's going to the crowd.
0: Yeah. You know, Mike Watt later joined years later, and their their last stuff was wasn't up to par. I mean, if you listen to the original Stooges. Albums. Oh my God! Yeah, yeah. Trying to make sure we get clips, but without the music, you know, because um, yeah, I, I I don't think it's possible. But we, you know, we got some good some good moments of of just Iggy Pop talking about life on the road you know I love how he says you know sometimes I could sing sometimes I couldn't you know very you know he took a lot of his moves from Jim Morrison and it's kind of you can kind of see it right there Jim Morrison you know always falling on stage you know looking like he's taking a nap (laughs) and a lot of that Iggy Pop, you know, Iggy Pop is probably—you think of the improvisation that he has to do on stage, (laughs) and it it truly is in the moment. What they were talking about was they were in um, Ohio, and there is a famous photo and video clip of Iggy Pop with peanut butter. Okay, yeah. Peanut butter. That that's in the moment right there. I mean, you're not gonna see Cher or Madonna. Oh, let me get that peanut butter. Oh, she's gonna eat it. That she's not gonna put it on her chest. So, yeah, we'll be back after these messages. I need to go and pet the cat. All right, we're All right. back. Here's the clip I'm looking for. It's for June danger. 9th. We are in an undisclosed location. We are interrogating
1: Jim Osterberg about The Stooges, the greatest rock and roll band ever things that amazes me uh, is that uh, they do not go about this in a show business way. For instance, when somebody says, "Here's an act," and they announce the act, they may very well tune up for ten or fifteen minutes before they ever play the first number that they're going to play. Uh, and the kids don't seem to mind this at all. They uh, they watch it all and uh, listen to the tune up and listen
0: to the the kids. Yeah, that's what they were. Obviously, he's. Shit talking the Stooges. The Stooges, as I said, they were not your quintessential band. And that's what the documentary Gimme Danger highlights, you know. And and it's great. It's great. It's sad that, you know, many of them are not alive to see this, you know, and that Iggy Pop, the storyteller that he is. And you can see within the documentary a lot of uh, animosity, especially when they brought in David Bowie. To produce because the Stooges were like why, and the fact that Iggy continued with the solo career while one of the guys basically had to buy his ticket to get home to Ann Arbor. So you know, but if you if you notice when they got back together, there didn't seem to be an animosity. You know, in fact, Iggy Pop was reluctant at first to work with them, and. He, in 2003, he said, you know, he was doing a list of who he's going to work with. And he said, these guys are great, but why don't we get the Stooges? And so some of the Stooges played on his Skull Ring album. And then they talked about, you know, he said, look, I don't want to go out and do a reunion and go on a picnic and go through all of our old shit. And so eventually the talks to reunite. Kind of went up in the air, but eventually they, you know, they got back together. Thankfully, just before Ron Ashton died, he um, unfortunately died of a heart attack in two thousand and nine, a year before they were they they they'd been nominated so many times for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and oftentimes that's the sad thing is a lot of them don't get in until after they're dead, and that really teed Iggy Pop off. Um, that, um, you know in, in fact, when they in, when Madonna was inducted in Rock and Roll Hall of Fame She requested that the Stooges Play her songs But if you look at her and Justin Timberlake They just look uncomfortable As the Stooges just run through it And, but, you know, that's You know, don't Invite someone to do your songs And then, you know Give them that uh, a shitty reception Like that You know, but, um yeah, you know, the Stooges, I'm looking for the peanut butter. Iggy Pop and the peanut butter. <laughs> I mean, you thought Peter Pan and the peanut butter. Come on, it's it's Iggy Pop and the peanut butter. If I can, uh, is this it? Let's see. Okay, because I think we already went through one clip yeah <laughs> yeah you know the stooges and the m c five were all within that same same area you know it it's truly a great documentary I really enjoyed it. I haven't watched it all the way through for a couple of months. But I encourage people, you know, if you've never heard of The Stooges, and if you've heard of Iggy Pop, check it out. Gimme Dan- uh, Danger mixes archival photos and footage and cutout style animation, which is really funny to watch, alongside reunion era interviews with the surviving band members and footage of their 2010 induction into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Documentary is titled after a song in the 1973 album Raw Power. Yeah. So, Jarmish had began working on the documentary almost a decade prior to the film's release. The project began after Austin Berg, Iggy Pop, expressed that if a film were to be made about the Stooges, he would prefer Jarmusch to make it. Yeah, because they'd worked together on coffee and cigarettes. Hmm. You know, the history in, within this... Iggy Pop talks about, I guess... The the structure of the songs And why they only had so many words You know, because they didn't want to just go through Like a whole book And also his performance style You know, he originally was a drummer He was a drummer for a band called the Iguanas And then, um, you know, he hooked up with the Ashton Ashton, Ashton, Ashton Brothers And One of them, I guess he had skipped school and flew to England to go see The Who. (laughs) That's pretty ballsy right there. It's in the documentary. Produced by Amazon Studios Magnolia Pictures at 108 minutes. Released to Cannes, May 19, 2016. United States, October 28th. I didn't see it till November. Yeah Mm. Iggy, Iggy, Iggy Pop Iggy, Iggy, Iggy Pop There's a great moment That I want to highlight You know, Iggy Iggy wasn't afraid to do things Neither were the Ashton brothers You know um, They pretty much did what they wanted Said what they wanted It's highlighted in the documentary that's why I'm doing this podcast series on documentaries. If you think it's unprofessional, that's fine. I don't care. And I do that in the ethos of Iggy Pop and the Stooges, okay? That a lot of what they did, you know, it's it's punk rock, it's garage rock, you know, I'm 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 doing this the bare minimum. You know, I've just it's like two turntables and a microphone. This is a tablet and a microphone, okay? And I'm gonna go in. You know, my idea of post production is I go in and I just turn the things up and the bass and you know, hopefully that gives a rise out of you. You know, just don't sit on the uh, on the speakers. You know, I'm not Howard Stern. Remember that? Yeah. That's not part of the documentary, if we can find it. Um, you know, I, I'm i just really, I was really tickled by this documentary because I love that, okay, they're finally getting their say. They did, oh, God, they had a run-in with Nico of the Velvet Underground. Oh, Lord. Nico was a, a little crazy, you know. You bring a supermodel in to sing your songs. <laughs> the Stooges. Stooges didn't seem too thrilled by her, you know. I mean they they loved Jim Morrison. They loved the doors. You know. And but their whole ethos, you know, it's it's do-it yourself, it's it's punk rock, it's uh there's a lot of hash in the documentary. <laughs> where he talks about making hash. Yeah. They they were truly a band of brothers, you know, and Iggy Pop stipulated that when they made music, credit went to all of them. It wasn't just him doing the words, you know, in terms of um who got the credit, you know, because when you do when you do the publishing Ah, here we go. This is perfect.
1: You play. You play it like you
0: mean it. Here's some footage for you. It's getting fairly good. And um, at some point I lost respect for or faith in the group. And
1: I thought it wasn't really itself. So I decided to go where the real <laughs> real people were doing the real deal. like white America. I sat in with a couple of guys and uh, actually got paid 10 bucks a couple of times to do very unimportant gigs, once with a guy named Johnny Young and once with Big Walter Horton, when they had to go out and play for white people. (laughs) And and it was a thrill for me, and I learned a lot. It was more relaxed. You got to have a good time, and the music was very definite. I saw a little glimpse of a deeper life of people who, in their adulthood, had not lost their childhood. I smoked a big joint one day by the river and realized that I was not black. I thought would like to do for our generation, what the good black players that I loved were doing for theirs.
0: Yeah. I love when he says that. Uh, you, you can tell there's some, some sadness in his voice. He's like, oh, I want to be part of the blues. But, you know, he he did in his own way. And songs. Dog, phone, yeah.
1: 69. Here we go. And the idea was Each song stopped. Had a song part that lasted about two minutes. And then there'd be about ten minutes of improv on the riff. And when we heard it back taped, I thought, really sounds great. For the first three minutes, this is good. And then after the three minutes, I started thinking, I don't know if this is really so great to listen to at minute seven here, but I didn't say anything. And, and then it took a very sensible record store owner in business, Jack Holtzman. Now, no, 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 I said, I can't put this out, but not enough songs. And, you know, I knew he was right. Well, we got a lot more songs, just uh, give him, book us
0: another session. Yep. And we don't want to put that on the show, because then I'll get pulled. <sighs> Pop and the Stooges. We're racing on through. You know, it coincides with that revival with, you know, the strokes and the breeders, the, the, the highs. They came out, you know. They did
1: three things. One of them said, Yeah, look his dad drives a cadillac and he lives in a trailer car's bigger than this house here we go. some got
0: some more of iggy pop
1: and give me see danger if it shakes and they started pushing it and
0: trying to shake the trailer on its foundations which it would not
1: uh but you did feel you could feel it uh, yeah i wanted to be friends with these guys and uh i admired certain things about them one of them jumped in the bathtub and made some sort of remark about the size of the, the bathroom. Yeah, ever since I've been out to get them, <laughs> ever since, you know. I'll bury those guys. Yeah! Uh, we three here are the surviving Stooges. Ron and Dave would have gotten a big kick out of this and uh, Ron was pissed off that it didn't happen while he was alive I don't know how he feels about it now he's probably sitting up there in heaven having martinis with Brian Jones trying to flick ashes on our head Music is life and life is not a business Ron Ashton knew this and Ron was cool, the MC5 are cool. My friend Danny, who discovered the band is cool, and Nina, my beautiful wife, you're cool. All the poor people who actually started rock and roll music are cool. Thank you, Stooge fans. There may be three A up there, and I'll bet there's a couple in the fancy seats. So thanks for being so cool. yeah
0: We don't want to put that because then, you know, I get I get pulled. But if we can hear from some of the other Stooges, you know, it's it, the end of the documentary. is very bittersweet and these guys loved each other they loved each other they hated each other like all band members do you know um i mean i couldn't imagine being in a band myself it's like you want to do what you know but what's beautiful is is yes there there is a band democracy hopefully we can get back to that word soon <laughs> I kid, I kid. Or do I? That's the... You know, Iggy Iggy said something very important there. Is that rock and roll was made by a lot of poor people. Um, a lot of people who didn't have a home. I mean, you think of Kirk Cobain from Nirvana. Sleeping under the bridge, supposedly. You know, something in the way. Um, you know, a lot of these guys and girls... And the Stooges, the Stooges. I think, and you know, their influence. Their their influence is interesting because it's, it's continuous. Oh, here we go. Here we go. Here's some more.
1: His friends. Scott, like Elvis. Good-looking, athletic-looking, indirect, uncommunicative kid. Scott left school after the ninth grade. I think you put it to somebody, and that was that. He immediately began pestering me for about a year to teach him something on the drums. I would ask you, do you double stroke on your triplets? Mm-hmm. You know, I would think of things to ask you oh, just I see just to, to talk to. Get him. it going. So I taught him four or five beats, mostly uh, Stacks, Volton, Boat Diddley stuff. My is Scotty Ashton, I go to Garfield School, I'm eight and a half years old. Mm-hmm. My name is Ronnie Ashton, I'm nine years old, My school, I go to Garfield School. Well, they lost their dad when, uh, I think, Ron was 14. And their father had been a fighter pilot in the war and had stayed in the military shortly after the war. It was something we all had in common.
0: Two, one, zero...
1: My dad was a World War II veteran. On his travels, he would buy a little
0: something like a dagger or a medal. And that's Ron Ashton. Ashton. Ashton, it's been it's been a long day. So those are some of the clips from Give Me Danger. As I said, it's bittersweet. Um, here's a great synopsis of it. American filmmaker Jim Jarnish's documentary Love Letter to Punk Icons. Iggy Pop and his band, The Stooges. Michigan-born, Iggy's youthful music career wavered until he found his Stooge soulmates, Dave Alexander, brothers Ron and Steve Ashton. Three groundbreaking albums, and just a few years later, the band was literally falling apart. Iggy gleefully relates the stories of those crazy years from I Want to Be Your Dog to Raw Power. Give Me Danger is Brimful of music clips and anecdotes, including Bowie, Nico, and crowd surfing Iggy. In fact, I think at one point Iggy said when he turned seventy, he would stop stage diving. I think, I think, I think he's lived up to that. So, but um, yeah, that's uh, give me danger, an an original documentary, Jim Jarnish, rated R. I forgot about that. Iggy Pop. Ron Ashton, Davey, Danny Fields, their manager. Hello, yeah, Iggy Pop and the Stooges. Give me danger. I recommend it. Rock and roll history, you know, um, garage rock. You know, Iggy Iggy has said, you know, I don't want to be a glam. I don't want to be a punk. I don't want to be a metalhead. I just want to be. And the fact that he had those two brothers. Playing with him, you know, Ron, you know, on the guitar, and Scott on the drums, and then Dave Alexander on bass. Uh, some some would call it what they do noise, but you think okay, they influenced, you know, Green Day. They influenced Metallica. Metallica loved them. The The Ramones, the Sex Pistols, the Clash, keeps going, you know. Blondie, uh, Pennywise. There, there's so many different people that were influenced by the Stooges. You know, they got that they got the name from. You know, there was the Three Stooges, and apparently, in the documentary, they went to one of the surviving. Sto- Three Stooges, and I guess he cussed them out or something and about using the name, and so you know, then it be, it would originally, it was the Stooges on the first album and then as they became more, more known, it became, it was like Diana Ross and the Supremes, only they weren't singing, you know, Where Did I Love Go, this was Iggy Pop and the Stooges, you know, singing um, in fact in an interview, this isn't in the documentary that Iggy Pop gave to Henry Rollins. He said, "You know, raw power—that's—it's um, Pentagon rhetoric because it was in the news. This was during you know the Vietnam War, and so he says, you know, um, a lot of that was Pentagon rhetoric.' In fact, they had all—what um, uh, is it? They—you you get the different number because you can't get in." So, yeah, it was during the 60s. Oh my. Iggy Pop and the Stooges. Gimme Danger. Um, I love when Iggy, in the documentary, he's talking about... His style basically comes from... He says, oh, well, I just... I watch how bam, ba, baboons are going to fight. And then how he just like doused himself in glitter and got on stage. But I think for me, the best part is when he's on stage in Ohio and someone throws up a jar of peanut butter and he starts rubbing it on his chest. That, that truly is in the moment that truly is punk rock. Even though, if, you know, him and Patty Smith both say, well, we're not punk rock. Even though Iggy Pop is considered the godfather of punk, Patti Smith is considered the godmother of punk. They don't like those titles, but they're thrown at them. And, um, you know, if you've never heard of Iggy Pop and the Stooges, watch Gimme Danger. You're going to learn something interesting. You know, that's what I plan to do this month for the podcast, is talk about these documentaries. We're going to talk about Kathleen Hanna from the band Bikini Kill. You know, we're going to talk about Madonna's truth or dare you know i i i asked that question of the audience if if you could get in a time machine which i would wish we could do and go to 1990 madonna versus today's madonna because i don't think i'd like to see today's madonna in concert versus the 1990 blonde ambition you know and that's what truth or dare captures and with gimme danger that's what Gimme Danger captures is Iggy Pop and the Stooges you know doing a very garage rock I mean nobody in here is singing about where did I love our love go no one in here is singing hey Mr. tambourine man play a song for me you know nobody's doing that in this documentary they're doing original songs garage rock along with their friends the MC5 the MC5, and all of them came out of Ann Arbor, Michigan. You know, In fact, the MC5 uh, would have had a bigger career, except what happened was back then you couldn't... Now you can say it, and they'll put a sticker on your album. But back then you couldn't say certain things on the record. And the MC5's career basically suffered due to censorship there was that song kick out the jams and the mc5 kicked us at the beginning of the song said kick out the jams motherfuckers and you couldn't say that on a record in the 60s and that really crushed their career with iggy pop and the stooges some people found the music unlistenable but if you listen to it now it's very grungy um so we can, you know, if you don't want to call him punk, we could call him... Gr- Neil Young is considered grungy. Keep on rockin' in the free world. Cinnamon Girl, if you listen to those guitar riffs, very grungy. Before grungy was grunge. So, uh, this is the Dr. Seuss Film Podcast. And welcome to the month of December. Um, yeah, uh, well, let's find a little more... You know, um Iggy pop in here. I think everyone needs a little Iggy pop in them, you know what I mean? And um mm, Yeah. It's it's pretty crazy. It's pretty crazy. It's
1: sometimes <laughs> I'm around America playing raggedly. Now yeah, well, I'm ready. me, hey, but you're missing Keep trying this week. Yeah people alternative people to any of it I don't want to be a punk I just want to be I thought we should get some of that in our songs began to write songs we shared authorship when I was a little boy the Ford Motor Company they had a machine that engineered a drop a mega plane
0: I thought we should get some of that. And that's a little bit. And I'll probably get to get in trouble for playing that clip, but fuck it. I don't have a sponsorship currently, so fuck it. I'm doing this for the love of the podcast. For the love of the documentary film. I think documentary films are much more interesting than feature films. And um, I had a really good talk recently with Jason Almey of Shit Happens When You Party Naked. And he... He's a film scholar, you know, and music. I mean, we're both of that same generation. The kids who heard the music in the 90s, you know, the grunge, hip hop, um, you know, and we're going to talk about that. We're, we, Trust me, we're going to talk about Tupac documentary, Biggie Smalls. I always find it funny that the younger generation, I hate saying that word, but whatever, you um, They're like, oh, I just got into Tupac. It's like, yeah, I remember when he was alive. Or is he still alive? Who knows? Even Biggie. Notorious B.I.G. was recently inducted in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And all I could think was, someone's like, oh, who's that? Oh, trust me. I remember when the Notorious B.I.G. was all over the radio. Yeah. In fact, a couple of years ago... For my cousin's birthday I rapped a little on here In a in an up-tempo voice I, I morphed my voice up So I sounded like a chipmunk Spitting out Biggie Smalls' rhymes You know um, I didn't get in trouble for it Because you know they didn't come after me um, So If I don't get in trouble for saying this because this is a documentary about the Stooges. Um. <laughs> I don't want to sing this. I can sing, but not right now. Okay, here we go. In the words of the immortal Stooges, and now I want to be your dog. Come on. There you go. Yeah, Gimme Danger, directed by Jim Jarmish, Iggy Pop, Ron Ashton, Scott Ashton, Dave Alexander, Jim Williamson, Danny Fields, uh, Kathy Ashton, the sister, this is Gimme Danger, and this is the Dr. Z's Film Podcast, welcome to the month of December, motherfuckers. If you don't like the language, this is all part of the documentary. So, welcome, unpleasant dreams. And as the Stooges would say, welcome to Stooge Land.